Thank you for coming to the podcast. Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com is brought to you by our favorite MMA and BJJ clothing brand. That, of course, is ADK Fightwear. ADK is a family-owned company that gives you really high-quality gear at super affordable prices. You are going to love their graphics and colors. They'll make you the talk of your local gym. And if you don't believe me, head on over to ADKFightwear.com and check out all the gear that they've got there. And just for a little bit of an extra incentive, we're going to make your first order with them super easy. Go there now, use promo code TURTLE, that's T-U-R-T-L-E, and get not 10, not 15, but 20% off your whole order. Go there now. You won't be sorry. ADKFightwear.com brings you this episode of Top Turtle MMA Podcast, and it starts right now. This is Daniel Gumby Vreeland with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and we today are speaking to Max Payne Griffin, who fights Curtis Millinder at UFC 226 on July 7th. Uh, so, Max, you, you fought some of the most controversial characters in your division. You fought sure. Ma- Mike Perry. You fought Colby Covington. How do you keep your head so well when you're in there and they're talking shit before fights? <laughs> Man, um, I'm used to it. I heard talk shit, you know, shit talking from the best of them. And, um, you know, I want to say that it's from my earlier career, you know, um, probably my whole career people have been talking shit, you know, I feel like, um, they don't mean it, you know, I think they know that I'm a bad dude and I have a strong mind. They have to know that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anything they can do to take me off my games and try to give them an, an advantage. But nowadays, I mean... Apart from the Colby fight, I mean, I smashed every single person that said anything um, negative to me. So, so it sounds like you don't really hold any ill will to Perry or Covington or, or any of the other people. What, what do you sort of think about the intention that they're getting? You know, um, Mike Perry, Colby, we're cool, man. I don't like this Curtis guy, man. I don't like him, you know. I don't like people calling me out. You can talk shit or whatnot. Yeah, to pump the fight and, you know, to get that attention. But don't call me out. You know, that's personal. So, so, talk, you, so, talk, you, actually, so you actually prefer so, people talking shit about you rather than calling you out and saying that they could beat you? Yeah. Yeah, you know. People talk shit all day, but I feel like if there's, you know, 80 guys on the roster or whatever and you want me, then, you know, i got a problem with that. That makes sense to me. So, you know, you you definitely kept your head in there when you were fighting Perry because, you you know, you definitely had a game plan and going in there, frustrating him, counter-striking him, hitting him first, all that kind of good stuff. Do, do you feel that that game plan is going to work against somebody like Curtis Millinder who's much longer? No, but I would say the my ability to have a game plan and execute it will be shown against Curtis. Um, Curtis is good. He has a few weapons. He's not that well-rounded, though. Um, he has a lot more uh, openings and stuff than Perry has had. Um, he's a lot more hittable. Mm-hmm. So someone that's hittable, that doesn't have too good of a chin or whatnot, uh, is going to be a problem for him. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, 
it's probably the biggest fight of your life here, but it's also probably one of the biggest fighters you've ever fought in your life. What what are you sort of doing to prepare? I mean, you said he's hittable, but what are you doing to prepare for somebody who is so much longer than you in a division where there's not a whole lot of people longer than you? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's 6'3". Um, his reach is only 78, which only, I mean... Don't get me wrong, that's a long reach, but mine's 76. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking reaches, it's only two inches, and that's nothing. Mm. Um, most guys he's fought at 72, 71, 70. So my reach is, you know, stupid. So <laughs> um, their reach isn't going to be that much of a difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Much as they're trying to make it seem. And, and he just fades back and things. Um, how his defense is set up and... Um, and, you know, I was last week I was in Vegas, uh, stopped by with my boy Chidi Noka Jawani. Mm-hmm. He's a way sicker version of Curtis mm-hmm. than Curtis is himself. And I have a couple guys out here locally that are 6'3", 80-inch reads, kickboxers that I've been working with consistently. So, you know, that body type isn't a problem for me. Awesome. Now, a, a lot of people are pegging this for a fight of the night contender on what's a pretty amazing card here, too. Is that the type of fight you see going on here, or do you think he's so hittable that you're going to end this one early? You know, if he doesn't run, if he doesn't run as much as I think he's going to run, uh, <laughs> I'm putting him away. You know, he acts like he's just going to come in there, but mentally he's a type of fighter that, I mean, he has majority decisions. Um, I think only six finishes out of all the fights, out of 18 fights or whatever. Um, he's okay with decisions. He's, you know, I, you know, he kind of likes to glide in, doesn't have the pace too much, so he tries to keep a slow pace. And he's, he's, he's comfortable with winning by decision. I never want to win by decision, you know. I'm trying to finish the whole time. That's what the UFC wants. Um, so I'm going to push the pace on him put him away is, is there a certain type of mental you know aspect to a game where you know that a fighter is going to not engage with you as much as you want is is there is it harder to prepare for that type of fight where you you know he's not going to try to throw down like you might like him to i'm a patient man man i got kids man <laughs> i'm patient <laughs> you know my patience has been growing and it's inevitable you know, he can only run for so long. And like I said, his cardio isn't top, it isn't high level. Mm-hmm. It's not. And that's why he has such a slow pace. He doesn't have, he's a slow starter. You know, because he doesn't have that gas tank. I don't know if it's because he has a big body. He has to cut to 170 or why. Or he's real fat foot and likes to keep that cadence. He has that kind of Muay Thai. It's a slow pace. He's not any kind of a blitzer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's not aggressive. So, but that's the reason, you know. I think he doesn't want to tire himself out. Um, but if I went, when I push, not if when I push the pace on him, you know, he's he's gonna exchange really quickly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about the card you're on because UFC 226 right now on July 7th is going down as like one of the most exciting cards of all time. You, you've got a spot here oh on it. God. Are are you a fight fan? Or are, you, are you definitely heading out to watch these fights after you throw down? And if so, what fight are you the oh, most dude. interested in? Yeah, I've never been so excited to <laughs> to beat someone up and then get back in the green room and watch the fights. Usually, you know, like even, you know, 
I'll fight and eh, I don't really care, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this fight, you know, my boy Brian Ortega's on there. Uh, you're right, Hall. I mean, there's, there's there's a ton of fights on there that that are intriguing. That if I wasn't on this card, so I don't watch all the pay per views. I don't watch all the UFC fights. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. you know. I don't watch. You know, I watch some welterweight guys, but. I don't watch all the fights live and stuff. I don't. I'm not at the bar buying them and going to go do them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm busy, man. But this card is one that I actually pay for and <laughs> watch. You know what I mean? This yeah. one is actually one of those. Mike Perry on there. He's getting better. Going to Jacksons and whatnot. The Chiesa fight. I mean, and I just found out I, um, that I'm fighting the first fight on the Fox Sports One breaking. You know kicking off the Fox Sports 1 card. Um, it's amazing, man. I mean, and I'm low on the card. I'll be able to watch the fight. Yeah, love so it's dope. Who, who do you like in the, the main event between DC and Stipe? Because that seems to be one of the most exciting super fights that anybody could possibly book right now. Man, I like, I like, as a person, I like DC, man. But Stipe has Never failed, never failed me. Mm-hmm. You know, I I used to not be a Stipe believer because I thought he was average. He wasn't really good at one thing. You know, he was just kind of okay everywhere. But he's been putting everyone away every time. You know, it, 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 he's so good. You know, he's so unassuming because he's not real flashy. And But he's a hard worker and can hit. He's literally... You know, I counted them out many times. Like, oh, no, one. Oh, not one. Oh, not one. I'm like, you know what? I can't be going against them. <laughs> you know? And so it, I'm going with Stipe, man. And it sounds like in the co-main event, too, you're a Brian Ortega guy for that one. Oh, yeah. That's my homie, dog. He's city. Yeah, I was with him a couple months ago. I flew out to um, L.A. was with him for like a week and a half. Stayed at his house. Um he, he's he's dope, man. He's he's good people. He's a homie, and he works his ass off, man. He's so talented, and I believe it's his time. Um, Holloway's dope too, man. But you know, um, it's by his time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the card is super exciting, and you get to kick off the Fox Sports 1 portion of it. Once again, Max Griffin fights Curtis Millinder at UFC 226 on July 7th. Max, we thank you so much for the time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dan. And that interview was brought to you by Garage Fit. Life is busy, and sometimes it gets a little difficult to find time for the gym. Of course, it would be a lot easier if you had that gym close by. Well, it turns out you can make your gym as close by as your garage. Go to garagegym.net, and they're going to hook you up with everything you need for a killer home gym. Plyo boxes, heavy ropes, kettlebells, they've got it all. Go to garagegym.net and check them out. He, of course, is Shockwave Dave Tremonti, and I am Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and that interview was with Max Payne Griffin. Dave, what'd you think? Okay, one of the coolest things about your boy Griffin there is he's cool with Colby Covington and Mike Perry. So those are two of the most hated people in MMA. You would think, ask any professional fighter, do you hate one of Colby or uh, Mike Perry? And they'd say, yeah, I hate one of them. And the majority of people would hate both of them. But our boy Griffin, he likes both of them. That's crazy. Yeah, and I I think it just speaks to how, uh, how relaxed he is, too, about the fight game and how he understands 
you know, shit talk is different than, than real life. Uh, but he, he does seem to hate Curtis Millinder and him calling him out because uh, he says that is real life, calling him out. So, yeah, it's weird for somebody to dig Mike Perry after talking shit to him. Yeah, uh, well, Colby, I mean, Colby is just such an instigator at this point. <laughs> he He's a heel, as we say in pro wrestling. Mike Perry, I feel like there's a little bit of charm to his shit talk, whereas Colby is just like full troll mode. Uh, but yeah, just, just funny stuff. So here we are at the halfway point uh, of the year. So we did this the past two years running. We'll do it again this year. It's our half year awards in lieu of a combat countdown this week. We're going to be talking about the fighter of the half year, KO of the half year, so on and so forth, so on and so on. Let's start with fighter of the year. What do you say, Gumby? Why don't you give it to us? Who, midway through the year 2018, is our fighter of the year? So it's really tough to find anybody with uh, two wins. So I, I sort of scouted for two wins or one big win, and I'm going to pick Jeremy Stevens. Uh, Jeremy yeah. Stevens has headlined two cards already this year and won both of them with devastating KOs. He knocked out Du Choi, and he knocked out uh, Josh Emmett, who are both two rising stars in that division, and he did so in emphatically so even though it's kind of a sleeper he did them on headliners and he did them emphatically i think at the halfway point i think jeremy stevens is our fighter of the year i really like this uh you know we were going back and forth we were talking about machida who beat eric anders and uh, obviously vitor and then signs a big deal with bellator uh pretty noteworthy at age 40 and uh you know they'll probably allow him to go on the old dragon juice wink wink if you know what i mean <laughs> Um, so it's kind of exciting for him, but I do agree. Stevens on strength of schedule, as we say in the NFL, I like Stevens two wins better. And he's someone that, you know, really is more, uh, in the prime of his career, whereas Machida more on the back nine, as we say in golf, will move to the KO of the half year. And this actually, uh, this in sub, a lot of great options. Who's number one? Yeah, so this one is where Machida's going to get his, his due. So I'm going with Machida's front kick on Vitor Belfort. There have been a lot of devastating moves, but there's just something about that front kick brings you back to the Anderson Silva-Vitor front kick. Uh, and, and the fact that he just took, like, one step forward and, like, bowed to him after doing it, too, just made it so much more badass. Yeah, you know, I'm not as high on this one, to be quite honest with you. It's Statue Vitor. He's about 75 years old. He's eight years removed from TRT. So, you know, just strength of opponent. Eh, and I saw it seven years ago against Anderson Silva. For me, for me, that Marlon Moraes KO over Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera on like a 24-fight win streak, and then Marlon Moraes, what, with that KO? It was crisp. It was clean. I also like Yoel's KO over Rockhold, but, um, you that know. That was an execution. Yoel was, executed <laughs> Luke Rockhold. <laughs> anyone else in the mix for you? Uh, I really liked uh, Curtis Millinder, even though it's tough to, to, after, you know, Max Griffin was talking all that shit about Curtis Millinder. Uh, I really liked his knee on Tiago Alves. It was freaking devastating. Uh, and Alan Joban just putting Ben Saunders clean out uh, early in the year. I think those two uh, were both super underrated. We'll move to the sub of the half year, both of us being Jits guys. Uh, this is near and dear to our hearts. Who do we go with for the sub of the half year? Uh, this one was so tough. I had it down to two, but the one I'm going to go with is Adam Wyzorek, uh, Omo Plotting, 
uh, Arjun Buller. Uh, I just think the Oloplata, so rare. I think there's been two in the UFC history, just Ben Saunders and, and Wysorek. Uh, so I think you have to give him to that on the rarity. And I also just think being a 250-pound dude and setting up an Oloplata is freaking impressive in and of itself. Uh, I'm going to give the honorable mention to Alexi Olenek's Ezekiel choke, though. It probably doesn't edge out the Omoplata, but only because he did it last time out before that, too. So the fact that he's got two Ezekiel chokes from the bottom almost takes some of the the glam off of it. I like the way you phrase that, and I agree completely. We'll move to the fight of the half year. This one, actually, maybe the toughest to pick because uh, there have really been some bangers. Fight of the half year. Yeah, so I, I went back and forth about do I want a technical battle? Do I want a brawl? Do I want a little bit of both? If I wanted the technical battle, I would have went Whitaker Romero too. If I wanted the brawl, I would have went Poye versus Gaethje. Instead, I'm going to go with the one that I think had both of them, which was Zabit and Bochniak. Uh, Zabit Megamed Sharapov versus Kyle Bochniak. Bochniak took an absolute thrashing from Zabit, but Zabit did it in like a technical way. And Bochniak never faltered. The dude came back with some crazy kickboxing. If you haven't seen this fight, go back and watch it because you will get a whole new respect for Kyle Bochniak. You'll get to see a war, and you'll get to see some crazy techniques too. I love it. Uh, And then we'll end on a bummer because that's what we do here, the disappointment of the half year. Ooh, disappointment of the half year. So uh, for me, I think for the disappointment of the half year, I had this one down – to a couple, but I think you got to go with all of UFC 223. Uh, just the 85 different fucking main events we could have gotten. You could have gone with, you know, Connor possibly being arrested and not seeing him for a while. Uh, poor freaking Michael Chiesa, who's just finally getting to fight again in two weekends. I mean, it was just such a bummer. The other huge bummer for me was uh, I was at UFC 220 in Boston and was praying to see Francis Ngannou continue his crazy run, uh, and just his takedown defense was the biggest bummer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that completely. I think for all the hype uh, that went into it, and it was deserved hype too. I mean, I think coming off, it, you could say the UFC pushes guys prematurely on the marketing end, but the uppercut from hell off of Alistair Overeem, I think, got even the most hardcore of cynical MMA nerds excited about him. And then, uh, you know, we never got to really truly see him be tested with his wrestling. And then when we did, it was not a pretty sight. Uh, and it's something I sincerely hope he goes and works on because Naganu, with just some takedown defense, becomes, you know, a superhuman. Yeah, and I think that that's why the matchmaking for his next fight coming up was so smart. He's fighting Derek Lewis next, who I think will probably test his takedown defense a little bit, but definitely not like Stipe level or DC level or somebody crazy like that. So I, I think it's like a good intermittent wrestling offense for him to like have to see whether or not he got any better at it. All right. Well, we end on the disappointment of the half year, but it has been a great half year. And not disappointing is the fact that we have a YouTube page now. Go to YouTube, search for Top Turtle MMA. You'll get all our bonus content there, including our uncaged episodes, where we get to learn a little bit about the fighters we love outside the cage, what they do as, you know, normal human beings, not cage fighters. 
So head on over to the YouTube channel for that, Top Turtle MMA. Just search for it. You're all smart. I guarantee you'll find it. And then, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Top Turtle MMA. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Flow Combat. Gumby, is there anyone else we need to thank, or can we get the F out of here? No, thank you to both the sponsors. Thank you to ADK Fightwear. Remember, you can use promo code TURTLE and get 20% off your whole order. And thank you to Garage Fit. I am David Tremonti. He is Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and we'll be back next week.